I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take a man podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. He played 10 years in the NFL. I covered it for five and now host a daily radio show, the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. Logan, another offseason mailbag, uh, in part because uh, we had a whole bag of questions that we didn't even see last time we did a mailbag. <laughs> I put together a post on YouTube uh, and, then, and then saw all your replies afterwards. So this is a YouTube only in terms of where the questions came from mailbag and we got some good ones logan i'm excited to dive into these yeah uh, we kind of were previewing them they, they all sounded like they're really going to be a lot of fun to talk about so looking forward to it this is like a classic sports radio podcast type of discussion here but it's also kind of what the commanders have to do right. when they put together their board this one from nathaniel uh we always love a good nathaniel he's not he's not nate he's full-on nathaniel uh <laughs> if you had to rank re-signing or extending our current players what would be the top five his is Payne, Curl, Holcomb, Gibson, question mark. Uh, you know, that question mark could be filled with a couple of guys we can get to in a second. But if you had to rank uh, re-signing or extending that group of either pending free agent or, in Curl's case, extension-eligible Gibson as well, extension-eligible players, how would you how would you go about ranking them and what would ultimately be your rankings? Yeah, I mean, I think for me it goes Payne, Cam, Curl, just kind of they're the f- definitive number one and number two. And obviously we've talked about Payne a lot on this podcast, but I do think when you're talking about Curl specifically, and you are a huge fan of Curl as I am, um, he is a guy that is extremely talented. Uh, and, it's, and his talent shows up in a very unique way, obviously. It's kind of like this manager playmaker kind of slash he's not like this crazy freak like ed reed was but he does seem to elevate you know Derek forrest does seem to elevate bobby mccain when he's out there and i'm not exactly sure as to why that is you know fred smoot says he's a great communicator and i'm going to defer to smoot on smoot on that because i think they've had conversations but to me like the proof is in the pudding the defense does not play as well when he's not in there and so um obviously cole would be the third guy and i think cole is interesting because I think you could get him probably pretty cheap, you know. Yeah. And I think I think something... the injury helps. Yes, uh, last not year him. That. Doesn't help. Yeah, him, yeah, obviously. it helps. It it hurts him. It helps the team get him back for cheaper. Right, and so I think that that's one that you kind of say, well, maybe we'll be able to get him on vet minimum, vet minimum, or slightly plus vet minimum, and that again, you need linebackers. I do get a vibe again, like this is all good. I haven't talked to anybody in the building about this that they're probably going to look at one of the linebackers in the draft this year, and they have some guys who. I think would be nice fill-ins and you could probably get them in the fourth, fifth round. So, you know, I haven't finalized my evaluation on the linebacker, but just kind of early stuff like 
They might be looking to get younger, might be letting looking to let Jamin step in a larger role. I don't know. That's just something interesting to kind of keep an eye on. And then Gibson is interesting too. Um, you know, I think they like Gibson. I know they like Gibson. It's just about, you know, what that number looks like and, you know, based on his production and his health. And um, obviously I think they're, the word on the street is that they're going to look for a third back in the draft. What type of runner is he? What type of pass catcher is he? Does that affect Gibson's ability to, you know, to play? And, and do you feel like you need to extend him this year? if he's going to get even less touches going into 2023. So I have a fifth name that I will throw in this that actually is going to go third on my list in just a second. But first, uh, on Holcomb, what position is Jamin playing next year? Because if they want to slot Jamin in at Mike, you can move on from Cole. Or you could play Cole at the will. I don't know how that dynamic would go. Like Cole's more of a natural Mike, uh, you know, the guy who they trusted with that communication and everything for a reason last year. Um, but Jamin filled in in that role, and I know he didn't initially have the green dot, but I'm pretty sure he did by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, they transferred that over, and he was playing the role in full. So, you know, if Jamin's your Mike, can you find another will in the draft that's better and, like, Cole becomes a depth player almost next year too? Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't re-sign him, and he's not a really valuable guy to have, um, but he isn't, like, to me, he's, he's a guy that if you lose him, like, he's somewhat easily replaceable which says more about the linebacker position than cole i'm not trying to say that cole's not a good football yeah, player I but agree. the the nature of linebacker has been de-emphasized in the league to an extent that i just don't know like is it even worth a vet minimum when you could pay a rookie salary at that position if jamin's your bona fide starter like that's kind yeah. of what i'm saying no no i totally get that and i think when you look at jamin especially near the second half of the year he just because he's a he's a longer i think he, he plays stronger than cole inside he's just a little bit more dynamic on the inside and i think when you look at the college football landscape at the moment kind of with the spread offenses and these star diamond overhang to the field linebackers that are becoming so popular like it's a little bit easier to find a will because like quite frankly that's what jamin played that's what cole played and so when you look at Cole, he's probably more um, more comfortable playing Will. And I think Cole is a very good football player. But I do think there is kind of a surplus of those like big safety, small linebacker, overhang Will players that are going to run really fast. Like one of them that really sticks out to me is like uh, – I, th- I think his name is Dylan Henley from uh, Washington State. He's, he was a quarterback that converted to uh, safety, that converted to linebacker. And his tape at Washington State this year was absolutely – so fun to watch because he's fast he's physical to me he's like that perfect like he's a perfect linebacker now you know he's 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 an example of a guy that kind of fits this more modern mold but you know is he a guy that you value enough to pick in the third round you know with that comp pick that you get from Brandon Sheriff so I do think that that is a compelling decision and obviously you know money talks and that decision I think is going to be super predicated on you know how you know, the, the number of Cole is looking to get. And I think, right. like you said, the, um, I think his value here is probably a little bit higher than like around the league, for example. But, um, y- you know, if the price is right, bring him back. And yeah. if you don't feel like the price fits your long team building strategy and something that really affects that is Payne's contract, you know, and what they're able to do with Payne. So, um, in terms of replacing Cole, finding an auxiliary piece, I think the draft this year, probably afford you that opportunity um but you know i think cole is a good football player and if you can get him back get him back yeah definitely he's a guy too that 
pro like he's an NFL starter. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, it might not be in his best interest to come back if they're going to be like, Hey, we're going to start Jamin and, and probably draft a rookie that we want to start. Right. However, um, if you can have Cole as your starter, uh, and then the rookie's got to beat him out. That's a that's a good situation and worth paying probably a little bit more than the vet minimum for. Not to mention, like Cole Holcomb would be a ridiculously good special teams player. Um, oh yeah, at least absolutely. in theory. Like he hasn't played a lot of teams because he's been starting most of his career. But like he's really fast and obviously a good tackler, a starting NFL linebacker caliber tackler. It's physical. So, yeah. um, so that that physicality would would be a good special teams boost if he winds up being your backup. Like you can't, you, you need depth. And, and if Cole Holcomb's your depth, depth player, you're doing really well at linebacker. Cause he is not a high end starter, but a bona fide starter, uh, in the league at, at either Mike or will, uh, special teams though, is where my other guy is. You know, who else is a free agent. Oh Jeremy yeah, Reeves. yeah. Jeremy Reeves to me is, is that, you know, you rank your top five. Payne's one they got to figure out him in part because he's the biggest line item even if you think yeah. Pearl is more valuable because Mary Mathis and and you know those guys are in place at depth and you know you think that Payne is ultimately a guy that that's worth trading like he's the biggest budget line item yeah. so you have to you have to do him first Curl MVP of the defense arguably like incredible player um very clear that he is worth it uh, he's, he's the guy that's next, but Jeremy Reeves is your special teams captain. He was just named all pro, nevertheless, pro bowler. Um, he is, uh, incredible depth player that like can play some safety. I was going to say, um, yeah, so Shody can play safety. That's a big deal. Obviously he, he provides you depth there, uh, at a position that you needed it last year. So I, I think that, you know, Reeves isn't, Reeves isn't a young player, uh, in that he's like, Oh, he's, he's a 22 year old. Uh, you know, up and coming special teams ace now who's got great safety potential in the future. Like he's never going to be a starting caliber NFL safety. He's five, six years into his career. Yeah. Um, but he is the core of your special teams and a beloved guy in the locker room who's probably not going to cost that much money. Uh, because right. at the end of the day, while he's an all pro, he's an all pro special teamer. Like Matthew Slater was able to stay in New England all those years because they were like, yeah, this dude's important. We'll pay him what he's worth, but it's not like he's going to go out and break the market. Correct. So I think re-signing Reeves, I would put it three. Gibson, I don't really care about extending. If it works right. out, great. Um, but wanna, because he's a running back, like, is... and especially a running back who's been hurt, like, I don't, I don't know that there's a huge priority there. Yeah, the name I wanted to bring up was like Bobby McCain would be someone that would mm -hmm. be kind of interesting. And I, the only reason I say that is people say, oh, he's not a true safety. But when he played nickel, he did a really good job. And so I know that you're looking for like this Buffalo nickel hybrid role. And there are a couple guys in the draft that I think, you know, kind of fit that role. You know, like there's a kid uh, from Illinois that did an excellent job at the Senior Bowl that really stuck out. Um, like there's a lot of guys like that because of the college game, right? They kind of bounce in between these different you know, systems and guys have to do a lot of stuff. Sidney Brown's his name. It took me a minute to figure it out. But, you know, do you feel like you need to extend him? That's something that I would keep an eye on. But I do agree. Reeves is like, he's your guy. You know, if you can find a way to get him done. I do think it's important to kind of acknowledge the that if they do sign Payne to a long-term deal, it's going to really affect their ability to keep Jeremy. Like that's that's what that big deal does is it makes it really hard to extend Cam, makes it hard to keep kind of that, working class middle class of your roster when you have these huge financial financial commitments to to guys this is also why who you sign and how much they cost at backup quarterback is a huge yeah. deal if you pay jacoby Brissett 10 
uh, and I'm just throwing out this number, right? But you can get Andy Dalton for three. That's the difference in re-signing Reeves or not. Like that $7 million might be Reeves' number. Um, It might actually be higher than his number. So that's another thing to consider um, as as you move forward is like, okay, how much you... you, We know that Sam Howell is QB1 and that rookie contract is going to buy us a bunch of dudes and a bunch of space, but who backs him up and how much that guy costs obviously matters a lot too. Um, The other top free agents... I'll just actually... Here's the rest of the free agents. Uh, Schweitzer, Trey Turner... Uh, and if, you know, just say, hey, I want to talk about that guy if I get yeah. to anybody that uh, you want to talk about. Schweitzer seems like the guy who might be worth, you know. Well, yeah, especially with like the the flexibility inside that he right. gives you. Good player, played center, right? They don't have a center on the roster. Maybe that's the, the way you look at it. Maybe that's the guy you go with. You want to know what's crazy? Trey Turner and Wes Schweitzer are the same age. Are they really? Yeah, Schweitzer, 29.4 years old. Uh, Trey Turner, 29.7 years old. I'm looking at the spot wow. track numbers. God, they that's crazy. They feel so different in terms of age. Don't they? I would have sworn Turner was like thirty four. Yeah, me too. But um, Cam Sims is another interesting one, kind yeah. of the Jeremy Reeves camp depth. Yeah. Excellent special teams player uh, can play his his offense position where Reeves can play his defense position. Uh, but Cam Cam's a free agent. Heineke, obviously, someone that that probably should be honorable mention on the list as part of that quarterback equation. Fa Obata. Um, That's a big deal. That's a that is a huge deal. And I think again, like FA just did such a good job last year of bouncing inside and outside. And um, you know, like there are some reports that they're looking to maybe draft a defensive lineman. Maybe they're gonna wait on that to see if they can again, if you draft a guy, you're keeping salary numbers down, right? So there is that incentive to get that done through the draft. This is a very hedge uh, edge heavy draft. So there's probably gonna be an opportunity for that, but I think that's an absolute must. You need to find a guy who's got some pass rush juice. That's nothing against Kerry that uh, Casey. That's nothing against James. But FA did bring a lot in terms of being dynamic. And so either you need to replace him in the draft or you need to re-sign him. And I do think, based on how he played last year, it's going to be a little bit too rich for them. Yeah, assume. he made one point one last year, one point two last year. Um, which is obviously not a lot, but he played well. He is also, though, 30, it'll be 31 by the time the season right. starts. Yeah. So a little bit of an older player, although he doesn't have the mileage on his legs because he got a little bit of a later start coming over from the UK. Uh, Tyler Larson uh, will be 32 coming off injury. It's his centerpiece. Um, David Mayo, John Bostic, Jonathan Williams, uh, Nick Martin, Kalik Hudson, Milo Eifler, Jared Patterson, Jeremy Reeves, uh, Eli Wolf, Cole Holcomb, Rashad Wild Goose. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to me, the, the name that sticks out there is F.A. And, and Wes, you know, in addition to the names we already talked about. And Wes, just because he's a little bit younger. And again, they're they're going to look to draft an offensive lineman this year, specifically a center. So that's I would gonna, be stunned if they didn't draft three offensive linemen right. this year. Like, they're, they're going to make a move there. And so that's going to affect Wes's signing. So, you know, I talked to – I've had conversations with Wes. I've had conversations with guys like Boomy, right? And they're in a little bit of a holding pattern, the team, in talking with them. I haven't talked to anyone in the building about right. making some of these moves because they got to check out the free agent market and they got to make sure that, um, you know, th- kind of flesh out their draft evaluation. And so if there's some movement on these signings, I think it shows it'll show the team's kind of perspective on, you know, the center class or the edge rusher class, right? So those are some kind of interesting um points to kind of just keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks leading into the combine leading into free agency yeah. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.